From the window of my London hotel room, Big Ben displays itself, a prominent elegant presence amid the vista of river, billowing clouds, and spreading jumble of skyline. Big Ben has a grandeur as a piece of architecture, but I find my eye more drawn to the broad, open expanse of sky and river. The panorama above and below Big Ben's rounded bluntness includes a resplendence of steeples and bridges that occupy the central view from my window. I notice how my mind, at first glance, takes in the spaciousness of the cloud-filled sky and the soothing expanse of the river below. It's like a regal oil painting by some turn-of-the-century landscape artist, or like a postcard-perfect snapshot. But as I gaze more carefully with a sustained attention, I notice that the still snapshot-like rendering of the scene dissolves into a whirl of constant motion, a continuing series of tiny movements that add up to a vastly altered picture. There are tiny successive changes in the shapes of clouds as they glide across the sky, sometimes opening up patches of sky through which rays of sunlight spill across the landscape, illuminating shadows into patches of light. There's a translucent shine of buildings and roads and bright red buses as they momentarily bathe in the glow. The scene before me shimmers with kinetic energy. And so it is with our inner landscapes. The shift in my perception mirrors how the mind works, the tendency to assume it has the whole picture on first glance, to rush on without a closer look, and the sometimes startling fact that if one continues to look more carefully, there is always more to be discovered beyond those initial assumptions. Too often we take our first impressions, the conclusions from a first hasty glance, as the lasting truth of the moment. But if we keep looking and noticing, we become aware of greater detail and nuance, of changes and second thoughts, and much more. We can see things more as they actually are, rather than as they appear to be. We can bring a more precise understanding to the moment. If we sustain our gaze within, sometimes our probe may detect pain behind the masks we wear. But if we continue to look we can see how the patterns of pain hold that very mask in place. As we investigate further, we see even these patterns shift and rearrange themselves. We see how our reactions to our emotions can keep us at a distance from ourselves. And if we sustain our focus, allowing ourselves to open more honestly, our awareness penetrates further, unraveling and dissolving, peeling away the layers as we look still further. We begin to connect with more genuine parts of ourselves, at first in glimpses. Then, as we sustain our gaze, we connect with a source that breathes awareness into every layer of our being. This program is about seeing ourselves as we genuinely are, not as we seem on first glance, as viewed through the filters of our habitual assumptions and emotional patterns. We will explore how we can reach beyond the limiting ways we see ourselves. We will do this through the practice of mindfulness, which is a method for training the mind to expand the scope of awareness while refining its precision. We will see how to disengage from the emotional habits that undermine our lives and our relationships, and we'll discover how a precise mindfulness can investigate these emotional habits, bringing an insightful clarity to distinguish between the seeming and the actual.
I've seen the power of this distinction in the lives of my clients. One client found herself obsessed by self-recrimination for not having done something well enough. Though highly successful in her career, she was her own biggest critic. She told me, for example, Last week I had to give a very important presentation. Lots of people were going to be there whose opinions really matter to me. So I prepared more than usual, and I thought I'd done a pretty good job. Afterward, several people complimented me. But one person said, You did a terrific job. It could have been a little shorter, though. That was it. For the last several days, that's all I can think about, how I went on too long. I wake up in the middle of the night worrying about it. This was no isolated event. The feeling that she never did things quite well enough haunted her, in her work, in her marriage, in caring for her children, even in her cooking. It was a constant preoccupation, one that marred her closest relationships and made the smallest challenge an occasion for self-doubt or self-criticism. A more systematic investigation led her to realize that at the root of this preoccupation was a hidden emotional pattern. It was the deep conviction that no matter how well she did something, it would never be quite up to her own impossibly high standards. This mistaken conviction distorted her perceptions, so she overlooked the evidence of how well she actually did accomplish things, and it led her to drive herself far too hard so that she cheated herself of time for life's meaningful pleasures. Mindfulness helps us to identify such hidden emotional patterns, bringing them into the light of awareness so that we can begin to free ourselves from their hold. One couple had fights that threatened their relationship. A mutual mindful awareness allowed them to detect the hidden patterns that caused them to have essentially the same argument over and over. Whenever she started to feel insecure about his affection for her, she would become needy. He would feel that she was controlling him and withdraw in anger. The result was a stormy fight. By looking closely at what had happened after they both calmed down, they were able to see how his angry withdrawal and her anxious clinging were both emotional reactions to an underlying symbolic reality. Their constant battles on closer investigation had little to do with the situation at hand and much more to do with the symbolic meanings of what had happened. Those symbolic meanings were his fear of being controlled and her oversensitivity to signs of rejection because of a deep feeling that she was being emotionally deprived. Learning to identify these habitual emotional reactions as they began to take hold allowed the couple to avoid fights and to communicate more skillfully. A dedicated meditator who had tried to relieve the distress of her lifelong feelings of disconnection by going on long retreats found herself obsessing even more about these very feelings while meditating at a retreat center. As she put it, your madness follows you on your spiritual path. But learning how to see these seemingly formidable emotional reactions as transparent and temporary allowed her to use them as fuel for her practice deepening her compassion for herself as well as for others. This transformation begins with refocusing the lenses of our conditioning to see things more clearly as they actually are. You might wonder, who am I if I am not my usual pattern of assumptions and self-definitions? 
This question can be asked from both a psychological and a spiritual perspective, a process of inner discovery that I hope this program will inspire. In his novel The Alchemist, Paulo Coelho writes, Each thing has to transform itself into something better and acquire a new destiny. Coelho describes the world as only the visible aspect of God, with invisible spiritual forces at play that remain largely unknown to us. Alchemy occurs when the spiritual plane comes in contact with the material plane. I was given Coelho's book by a client who told me, This reminds me of our work together. Indeed, alchemy offers an apt metaphor for the process I will be describing. Alchemists, the tales go, sought to use a magical philosopher's stone to transmute lead into gold. But lead and gold in the more philosophical school of alchemy were metaphors for internal states. The alchemist discipline was one of psychological and spiritual transformation. Alchemists realized that the mystery they sought to solve was not outside, but inside the psyche. Some alchemical schools liken our ordinary state of mind to a lump of coal and compare clear awareness to a diamond. There would seem to be no greater contrast in the material world than that between coal and a diamond, and yet the two are but different arrangements of the identical molecules of carbon. Just as a diamond is coal transformed, so clear awareness can arise from our confusion. What intrigues me about the metaphor of alchemy is not the gold, some grandiose goal, but rather the importance.